Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. On this Saturday in Chicago, the Cubs were scheduled to play the Red Sox at Wrigley Field while the White Sox were set to visit Cleveland. Instead, there's no baseball today as the owners and players continue to play games. Hi, everyone. A pleasant good morning to you. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Alongside 670 The Score baseball guru, Zach Saban. I'm Zach. I should say Blue Slavine. I'm Zach Saban. In for Speaks. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Ahead on the show, we'll be joined by the Sarge, former Cubs star Gary Matthews. Then we'll head to the south side and chat with White Sox TV man Jason Benetti. Plus, we'll hit all the major topics. When will we see baseball? Is it safe to play baseball? Theo and Kenny with some real talk about real issues. Addison Russell has a new team, and will Sammy ever return to Wrigley? But first, good morning, Bruce. Happy Father's Day weekend to you. What is the latest on the business front between the owners and players? Well, it's negotiations as uh, we've been watching over this last week. And I think uh, the positive side for me, Zach, is that uh, a week ago or six days ago, uh, you know, Rob Manford, the commissioner of baseball, flew to Arizona, sat across from Tony Clark, the head of the Players Association, and they hammered out the framework of what a possible deal would look like with uh, time running out on a baseball season here if they need to get the regular season done by September 27th, which is, uh, according to the owners, a drop-dead date for any regular season so that they can get the playoff season in without interruption. Uh, that said, um, we saw some real inroads made. We, we thought we saw what was the framework of a deal that would be done in a few days. Uh, some people were pointing that uh, the, the sides were in agreement and that a, uh, uh, you know, a return to play was going to happen uh, imminently, and it did not. So what we are left with right now, Zach, is uh, more negotiations and uh, no talk. Uh, the Players Association has a meeting scheduled today. Uh, they will discuss the next move because the owners are now dug in on 60 games that they offered. The players came back with 70 games that they wanted. Um, 
to most of us, that seems like a inconsequential amount of games, right? I mean, 60, 70, well, how about making it 64, 65, right? Um, the, the concept, you know, in negotiations is maybe that's where it's going to be. But I will caution people because of the fact that every game is, that is played, uh, the owners pay $25 million to the players, okay? So that's a significant amount of money. Uh, what the players are asking for is 10 more games at 70. That makes it an extra quarter of a billion dollars uh, that the owners need to come up with to satisfy the players at 70 games. It's a lot of money, especially when you're not uh, taking in any money from anything but television. So uh, that's where we stand. I expect the deal to still be done. The doom and gloom that's around it is basically um, for the fans. Uh, you know, they're the ones uh, I feel that are being dragged through this, Zach. And uh, I don't know how much tolerance they will have for the game once it comes back. The commissioner has the right to implement as many games as he wants to if there isn't a deal that is reached. And the players do not want to agree to an expanded postseason unless there is a deal. So that's part one of what's at stake. Part two of what's at stake is if there is no deal between the players and owners. We may see baseball. We will likely see baseball. Not a lot during the regular season, but we may also see a grievance filed by the players against the owners. So those are the things that I think both sides are worried about behind the scenes as they try to put together some semblance of a season in 2020. Yeah, I, I mean, again, uh, the commissioner uh, shows really good sense and makes sense the fact that he does not want to implement, okay? Implementation means there's no expanded playoffs, right, Zach? So mm -hmm. you go back to, uh, we're playing this game, we're telling you what to do, here's your money, but there's no joy on the side of the players. There's no extra incentive for the players uh, other than their daily pay uh, because they're, they feel they're being forced back to work. That's the bottom line. They're being forced back to work, okay? That's how they're going to view the season. That's not what you wanna, where you want to go after all this time. That is, that's a bad model. So ultimately, uh, I applaud Manford for flying out to Arizona and uh, trying to get this thing done with um, Tony Clark. I think the, the misconception came in when uh, Manfred and Clark, when Manfred uh, put out a statement saying, we have, we have now developed a framework for getting a deal done between the two sides. So what that meant to some people were, was that the deal was in place, right, Zach? Okay. Um, there was no deal in place because Manfred himself and Clark himself, and this is an important distinction, cannot say we have a deal without going back to the owners who are in charge of their side and the players who are inside of Clark's side. And that is where the deal is at. This was just a movement on the part of Clark and, uh, and Manfred without lawyers being in the room, which was significant. It, it, was a, it was a big movement, and it needs to be done again if they want to get this thing done here 
in the next two days. This thing has to be done by this week, uh, I would say at the latest, if you're going to meet with the deadlines of uh, September 27th, ending the regular season. And Bruce, while they raggle over the finances of the thing, meantime, MLB has shut down spring training sites after concerning medical news on multiple fronts. In Florida, eight Phillies employees have tested positive for COVID-19, including five players. The Blue Jays had one of their players showing symptoms. The Astros say one of their players has tested positive. While in Arizona, the Giants are navigating through a virus scare and two players in the Angels organization have tested positive. So even if they come to an agreement on how many games and when to play, the virus is still going to be the major story as to whether or not there will be a full season of baseball as much as possible in 2020. Zach, you're 100% right. And I've said it all along that uh, ignoring the owner's concerns about, uh, and, and certainly the players are the ones at risk, so it's not like they don't have the number one concern. Uh, their, their butts are on the line every day out there uh, possibly contracting this. But the owner's uh, for a number of reasons, one, certainly people's health, and two, completing the season, are hesitant to start a season where um, if you have two, three, five positive tests in a camp or at a spring training site or when the re- regular season starts, uh, hopefully around July 19th, what is the plan moving forward? Uh, you isolate those guys. Uh, they can't come back for two weeks. And um, how do the players, other players react by saying, you know what, Um, I have a family at home. Uh, I have had some physical challenges myself. Uh, Medically, I'm out of here. Okay. How do you, how do you stop, you know, players saying, you know what, Um, this is too big of a challenge for me and my family. It's too big of a risk. And, and who among us would say, you're wrong for doing it. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, anyone would be criticized under those circumstances. What is interesting, the athletic reporting. Now, if you remember back uh, early on, uh, the, there was this talk about a potential quarantine idea for baseball players. One of the, the early plans was maybe you'd have uh, an Arizona bubble or a Florida bubble, and that's how... Uh, the season would be played. The Athletic reporting that baseball's deputy commissioner in a letter to the players' union negotiator said the following, quote, please let us know the association's view on quarantining players in league-approved hotels like the NBA's Disney World model when they are not at the ballpark if conditions worsen over the next few weeks. If the players remain opposed to quarantine measures, please explain why you feel it is safe for baseball to return to play without a quarantine-type approach and to do so sooner and play later in the fall than the other professional sports that intend to use those measures. Mm -hmm. I I think that uh, it's something that has to be considered. And I bring that up, Bruce, because we heard from Dr. Fauci this week talking about the NFL. Granted, different sport, but facing many of the same challenges that any professional sports league trying to come back and play during this pandemic uh, has to face. And 
Dr. Fauci said that he doubted that football could could play without creating the kind of bubble that the NBA intends to uh, to play under. And you wonder if that may be the case for baseball. I, I think we've spent so much time uh, dealing and focusing in with the finances and the toxic relationship between players and owners that you can't ignore the biggest issue. The reason we're in this is because of the virus and we still don't have reliable treatment medication. We still don't have a vaccine. Uh, Baseball players, I imagine, would be able to get tested with the kind of frequency and urgency needed uh, before they play games. But these are major issues that need to be discussed. And you need to have, Bruce, a real plan in place. It's easy to say right now that you could have an expanded taxi squad, if you will, uh, of of reserve players ready to go if people test positive. But again, you just saw eight Phillies employees test positive. If that happened to a team like the Cubs or the White Sox in the middle of a season, you know, no matter how good your plan is, that dramatically impacts the type of season you want to have. And it dramatically impacts, I think, the way opponents look at at playing you do you shut the whole thing down if that happens to multiple teams during the regular season? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, you can't quarantine these guys. You can't put them in a bubble. They can't all stay in a uh, hotel uh, that's strictly for them, uh, that's been sanitized and cleaned on a daily basis uh, by staff who's been tested on a daily basis, uh, and then keep traveling from city to city to city without people being exposed. It's going to happen, Zach. It's just going to happen. Um, it's the same theory, uh, you know, they talk about they want these uh, they want these groups to be small that travel. They want, you know, the fewest personnel, you know, not, not the extra video guy, not the extra clubhouse guy, um, not the broadcasters, um, because uh, that's just more people... Uh, that can can get sick or bring uh, illness in. So uh, they they want to be pretty Spartan-like in their approach to traveling, but that's still not not going to negate things. It's interesting, you know, we bring up Florida and Clearwater where um, Philadelphia trains, and you bring up Arizona uh, where, um, and Scottsdale where uh, teams have trained, and, and the fact that you're seeing an uptick in Arizona, you're seeing an uptick in Florida on the COVID-19 testing and, uh, and more people coming up uh, positive. Um, so there's no safe haven out there in the United States where people can go and say, hey, we can just play all the games here, all the teams can play here, it's going to be safe. There's just nowhere like that at this t- point in time. So uh, it will be a difficult process once they do get an agreement to move forward. But that agreement has to come here in the next few days. If it doesn't, um, we're just wasting everybody's time because you'll run out of time to even play 60 games if you go another week or so. Hmm. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, there are some interesting plans in place if an agreement is reached between the players and owners, which will dramatically alter regular season baseball as we know it. 
We'll explain next. This is Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine is here. I'm Zach Saveman. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Inside the clubhouse rolls on on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score alongside Bruce Levine, Zach Sageman. It's a big day at the score today. We've got... Rosie and Brody following us at 11 o'clock and then coming up at 3.30 right here on 670. The score, you can hear the Belmont Stakes, which this year is the first leg of horse racing's triple crown. Gary Matthews will join us coming up, oh, in about 10 minutes right here on The Score. But we've got a lot to talk about until then, Bruce, including, did you catch this from our good friend Bob Nightingale in USA Today, that players and owners, if they reach an agreement in terms of the finances, could make regular season baseball in 2020 look very different than what we've become used to, including, how about this, extra inning baseball, having a runner at second base beginning in the 10th inning. The rule was implemented in the minor leagues in 2018. And the reason for that, Bruce, is because of some of the issues in this climate that baseball is dealing with, they don't want teams to have to use all the personnel in these 15, 16 inning games, and they want to end the games as quickly as possible. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, Zach, you know, while we get your line straightened out, I'll go over some of these uh, thoughts here. Uh, First of all, 60 games is what the owners propose, okay? That's number one. Number two, they want to start runners at second base in extra innings in order to cut down on the use of players. So they would implement a a runner at second base to start the 10th inning, and that particular player will – have a chance to score. How, Zach, how they uh, give an earned run to a, uh, a team and to a pitcher, I have no idea. Tie games are going to be something they consider after 10 innings. In other words, you have a 1-1 game, you play that extra inning after 10, that's it. They don't want to use up all these players. They don't want to use uh, the manpower uh, with so many games being played in so few days for the regular season. Uh, again, They're considering, and get this, they're considering letting players re-enter a game. So, uh, for instance, uh, Tim Anderson comes out of the game in the sixth inning uh, and uh, needs uh, a bit of uh, a 
you know, some type of treatment, he, he would be allowed to come back in possibly as a pinch runner or as a defensive replacement in the eighth or ninth under these guidelines. So interesting from all of that aspect. Uh, winning team is also um, going to be a bust to Dairy Queen, Zach. So um, afterwards, if they win, no, I'm, I'm kidding on that, of course. But, um, you know, there is uh, these particular items that are on the list here. And, you know, what is interesting is we're going to have a universal DH. That is for sure. Um, a lot of these things that they're throwing at the players that they would like to use and implement this year when they get it going, a lot of these things have already been tried in the minor leagues. Okay, starting runners, Zach, at second base in extra innings has been tried in the South Atlantic League, and uh, that has been part and parcel of the experimentation. Uh, tie games is something certainly they've considered uh, after 10 innings, even without uh, this stretch of time where we know we're limited in games and, re and player resources. Um, tie games, interesting in baseball. Half games mean, you know, ties might be a half a game uh, or in the, in the standings or, or none at all. Uh, Re-entering games, interesting. Uh, here's the best one, Zach. I don't know if you know it or not. Uh, the winning team, the winning team is bused to the local Dairy Queen and they pay for all of uh, the team's ice cream. Now, see, you mock it, and, and that's okay, because you're a traditionalist, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being a traditionalist, but there is nothing traditional about 2020. I don't have a problem, Bruce, one bit whatsoever with experimenting with everything this year if there is a season. Why not? What do you have to lose? There might be some things that are implemented this year that you never would have thought of using that actually add something dynamic to the game. And if it works, then maybe you decide after the next collective bargaining agreement to put things in place to spice up the game. Because I, I think one of the things we can all agree with, something has changed with Major League Baseball where the game has become a little bit stale the way it's played today. I don't have a problem with ties during the regular season. I really don't. I, I think that it, it's something that uh, you look overall at substitutions in extra innings. Why not be able to do that and flip things around a little bit to add uh, a little bit of an extra dynamic? Remember, when they started interleague play, there were a lot of people that said, this isn't a good idea. This stinks. Why are you doing this? You know, that's what makes the World Series special. It hasn't taken away from the importance of the World Series. And the cool thing about 2020, since there isn't anything conventional about it, why not experiment in, uh, in a situation where you get to see, and I think if you play 60 games this year, in that time, you'll get a pretty good idea if some of these, these odd quirks that we look at now might be things that would work in a real Major League Baseball season. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I, I have a more pessimistic view. I want the game back, but I don't view 60 games as anything more than an exhibition year, okay? Um, and here's, here's what I mean by that, Zach. <clears throat> 60 games. Let's, let's, let's analyze what 60 games mean. 
last year the Washington Nationals started off 19 and 31. That was basically a third of a season. So 19 and 31 for the Washington Nationals last year. Hopelessly out of it, uh, talking about firing Mike Rizzo, the president and GM, hope, f- talking about firing uh, Davey Martinez, who they were saying was a joke as a manager at that point. And then you have a team from that 19 and, and 31 start to end up going uh, playing the best baseball of anyone and winning the World Series. So from, from my perspective, 60 games normally just gets you until, uh, what, Memorial Day? Uh, somewhere around that. That's usually the first post of the baseball season. The second post is uh, the 4th of July in the All-Star Game. Uh, third post, most uh, essentially, is Labor Day and uh, the serious teams that are moving toward playoff contention. There'll be none yeah. of that this year. So to me... It's an exhibition year at the very best. If you want to try these elements out, my my question to you is: Does it resonate with the fans once the NFL comes back, once the NBA or the NHL start either their playoff season from last year or their new season? And um, is it considered a legitimate thing, or it's just a uh, something you know that's just above the level of an All-Star Game slash home run derby? Three one two six four four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number here on Inside the Clubhouse. You know, Bruce, this is where things are very different for Major League Baseball in 2020. And that's why it was crucial, I thought, for them to find a way to reach a deal about a month ago so then they could have at least attempted to get regular season baseball going around the 4th of July and essentially have the entire month of July in the American sporting landscape to itself and and own the viewership during that month. But now, if Major League Baseball is able to get underway in late July, you are talking about beginning right as the NBA playoffs start, the NHL playoffs start, and then by the time you get into what would be the pennant races in Major League Baseball, that's the start of, at least the schedule start, of college football and NFL. So because of that, why not experiment a little bit? You have nothing to lose in a year that even if you played traditional baseball would still have an asterisk. But I will say this, you know, the 1981 season was shortened because of a labor stoppage. And yet mm-hmm. no one says that the L.A. Dodgers aren't your authentic champions, even though they did not play a full season that year. No, you, and it's a good point. It's an excellent point. And they, they did something even odder than that. They split it up between first-half winners and second-half winners. And yeah. the reality is that the Cincinnati Reds and the St. Louis Cardinals won the most games, uh, but uh, they, um, they, they, neither one was in the playoffs. So that was the oddity of that as well. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just curious as to the acceptance level of uh, – of this and uh, the fact that, you know, indeed, will will people look at it as an exhibition season, or will they look at it as uh, something that's legitimate and, like you said, move on from there and really accept it as something that's good and something that just was 
everything odd that 2020 is in our lives. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest, Bruce. When you think, I, I mean, I do think that uh, the designated hitter in both leagues is going to be here to stay. I, I think eventually you're going to see expanded playoffs here to stay. Uh, and then it's a matter of some of the other things uh, that, that we talked about earlier. Uh, are they going to accept tie ball games during the regular season? Do you want to shorten extra inning games? Now, keep in mind, when the playoffs roll around, you're going back to traditional extra inning baseball. You're not going to have substitutions and all that kind of stuff that they're talking about this year. But I, I do think that there is an effort that has been underway the last few years to try and speed up games without taking away the things that make baseball special. And if you flip around uh, the way they've done extra inning games, do you think that that would, that would ruin it for you? Do, do you think that what makes baseball special would be taken away if beginning in the 10th inning of regular season games going forward, you have a man on second base and you're trying to speed up the end of it. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter what I think, does it? I mean, it, it's what fans are going to accept. It's what uh, you know players are going to have to uh, do to, to uh, change the game. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, if anything, this is the year to do that stuff because what are we, what are we doing in our everyday lives? We're adjusting. Uh, you and I are doing a broadcast from our homes, even though we're on a, a clear broadcast line, uh, because of the fact that uh, people can't be in their normal work conditions. Uh, they have to find uh, auxiliary places to work and get it done. The whole country is doing that. And uh, why should baseball be any different? Uh, we have to... Uh, you know, move ahead and do the best we can. So I'm all for what they want to do. If they want to tie games, re-enter games, start runners at second base. Again, for me, it's an experimental year anyways. Um, you know, we'll, we'll move on. The game is uh, tried and true over 140 years, so it will survive it. Uh, it just depends if, uh, you know, we get this thing back on the field and we have to do that rather quickly. Zach Sabin, Bruce Levine with you on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. And, Bruce, we've got a special guest joining us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Our good friend Gary Sarge Matthews joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. And, uh, Sarge, first of all, Zach and I welcome you in on a Saturday morning. And second of all, uh, how are you and your family holding up during all of this time? Well, I mean, I, I've been doing actually just uh, great. I left uh, that Randy Humley fantasy camp, um, and then once they started a few of the games, did some of those there in Mesa. But I've been home uh, quarantined here since, oh, since March, since like March 12th or something like that. You know, I fit in that age bracket where it isn't safe to be going out uh, acting crazy. Okay. When those doctors say all clear, I'm all clear. Yeah, very good. Hey, uh, Sarge, uh, what what do you think about the labor negotiations? You were, you know, you had a long career in the majors. You were uh, very upfront and active in uh, the Players Association and aware of what was going on during some of those tough times. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about what you see out there from both sides right now? 
Well, I mean, again, from this, the, the fan standpoint, I mean, you really would like to see them uh, actually come together. Uh, having gone through three strikes myself, I certainly, um, you know, under understand it. Uh, you know, again, I mean, it's, it's, it's real simple, again, for me. Uh, obviously, I mean, the owners are the ones, and it's their uh, particular product. Uh, this is unique because you can't teach someone to hit a ball that is 100, and the players know that. They've tried to have other players that would come, and uh, even the best players fail 30% of the time, and they feel that those are the greatest players. No other company can you go in and say, hey, uh, I just got your 30% here, and I'm doing 30% worth of work. Well, that's just not going to be able to uh, cut it. So it's specialized, Bruce, in a way where uh, the players, and they know that, hey, no one else can actually do that. It's only a select few. And then in saying that, and when they went through and remember when McGuire and Sosa, literally those two players are responsible for really bringing baseball back because of the way that they were hitting uh, home runs. So it will take them if they don't get it together uh, a long time, I feel, for, you know, the fans and so on uh, uh, to be able to get back. But uh, I still think not only is it the toughest sport, um, uh, it's America's pastime, although we don't see kids in pickup games and so on like we used to do. But, uh, again, you know, uh, baseball, apple pie, hot dogs. I mean, you know, this is this is something that they, on both sides, uh, I think that they need to be able to come to grips and then uh, get it done. Now, Bruce, what do you do now where they're not able to even kind of have spring training? Where in Phillies, in Clearwater, they've had to shut it down because uh, they've had some cases. Now, now, what do you do? Even if you do have, say, a deal or whatever, are you still going to be able to play without that? I don't know. Yep. Yeah, you're right, Sarge. Uh, and that's what Zach and I uh, were talking about before we had you on the air. Go ahead, Zach. I, I think, Sarge, one of the interesting things to me about all of this is that while the focus has been on the finances, that it's the virus that ultimately will dictate whether or not there can truly be a season in 2020. But before we get to that, I feel the thing that has frustrated fans across America is that this, this stoppage in play is due to a global pandemic, and yet it's turned into an argument over a labor deal that doesn't expire until the end of the 2021 season. Why is that happening right now? And what do you think the long-term damage to the game will be because of what fans are witnessing right now between the players and owners? Well, the, the, the fact is, again, it, it starts there with the kids. I mean, I've been involved with, you know, uh, Babe Ruth, the Little League World Series there, with Cal Ripken, the World Series. So it starts there with the kids. And I've seen it firsthand because – 
when you ask certain kids who their favorite player is, man, they, they can give it to you and give them a stat. I mean, the same with uh, uh, the kids that come from Japan. Hey, favorite player? <laughs> they didn't even blink. Ichiro. I mean, it starts there with the kids. So I, I feel there should be really programs and so on to be able, I mean, to bring the kids back. And it starts there because guess what? Kids are going to bring the adults, their dads, their moms. And that's how you end up starting tradition. How many kids you see at the Cubs ballpark uh, that are come in as, as babies? Hey, my first game, you know, as a Cub fan and so on. I don't think that they want to really ruin that. I think for me, you want to en- enhance that. So both sides. Zach, some uh, has to be able, I mean, to give and so on. And I don't know all the particulars because of the fact I'm not uh, in it on a daily basis the way that I I used to uh, be. But if it's uh, the same similar thing that I want to, it's like anybody, uh, Bruce and Zach, that wants to make a deal. Simple. You put all your cards on the table. Now you make your deal. Other than that, guess what? The deal is one-sided. And basically, that's kind of the way that it is. Marvin Miller had talked about it for years. Hey, guys, we'll do whatever you want. Just show us the books. Oh, no. (laughs) No, no, you can't take a look at those books. And that's their prerogative, again, because why? Because they're the owners. They don't have to do that. But if we're talking fair deal, cut to the chase. Okay, and then uh, get the deal done because when you have all your cards on the table, that tells a story right there. When you're playing poker, you can bluff all you want. But then at the end, when you show those cards, okay, that determines on who's taking that uh, pot and so on if everybody's in. And guys never really talk about that. Well, you know, the players this or the players that, well, I mean, from experience, all I know is that, you know, our thing was, okay, we'll do that. We'll do that deal you want. Uh, just show us the books. Well, again, you tell me when that has happened. Sarge, uh, how do we embrace diversity in the game in a real way? You know, Theo Epstein came out with some strong comments uh, last week and uh, again yesterday, how uh, a person in his position uh, has can make a change and that he himself is guilty of hiring too many people that think like him and look like him, and that has to stop. Uh, I think everybody applauds him for that. Is that a beginning to a change, do you think, uh, where, where diversity... Uh, really and truly becomes into the game of baseball and that people embrace uh, diversity uh, all the way around? Well, I mean, I think uh, uh, that, uh, first of all, I uh, commend him, you know, for actually uh, admitting it and and coming out and and saying it. I think that might be the theme. I think Theo had mentioned and said uh, 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 the same thing. But um, my mom had a saying, and it wasn't hers that she brought up, that actions speak louder than words. So, again, we will we'll end up uh, seeing, we'll end up seeing, 
you know, uh, actions or, you know, who's uh, hired or who's coming in or uh, other than some of the, um, you know, the Hall of Fame players. I agree in having them there because you keep your tradition. Uh, I think the Yankees probably do it better than any in having ex-players around the ballpark and doing things, et cetera, uh, because they do have uh, an enormous uh, uh, alumni there in uh, in, in uh, New York. Our final few moments with the Sarge, Gary Matthews here on 670, the score. And I think a lot has changed in the nearly four weeks since George Floyd was killed. And we're seeing an acceleration of uh, of understanding, if you will. And, and I know you mentioned action. Action is the ultimate way in which uh, everyone across the board will be judged. But do you believe that there is going to be real change based on what you've seen over the last month? Are you saying with the people being killed? Like, you know, I mean, George, Arbery, and so on? Yeah, because oh, of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that, yeah, because of the younger people there are involved. And uh, the younger people are, are involved across the country. You know, the younger people are involved all over our world right now. And when you see people in Germany or in Paris, I mean, it just tells me, and looking at them and demonstrating that, the same thing is going on in their world. Maybe not on the same scale, maybe not as much, but the same thing is going on. And that's why, you know, I mean, they're out there uh, uh, protesting and so on. I mean, that's a difficult, difficult thing in, uh, in, in, in protesting. I mean, you know yourself, people are protesting uh, uh, the people that are working and they're asking you, you know, not to go into the uh, store because of unfair practices, this or that. Uh, for me, honestly, I can tell you if I even if I have to drive 10 more miles or whatever to go to a different store like that, when I don't go into that store where the people are out there doing that. I don't know their, their true, true cause, but I do know <laughs> If you're out there at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. in the morning and you're out there for days and days, sun and rain, and the rest of that, that it must be a pretty doggone good cause without even going in, in through the whole detail. So to answer your question, yeah, Zach, I think that, I mean, it will be a change. And I think that a lot of things are, are really starting to be uh, exposed. And then uh, I've had... A lot of my uh, white friends uh, uh, that have called and so on, and they don't even, they just say, hey, man, don't even know what to say. Don't even, I, I, I can't even begin to say uh, how I would feel walking in your shoes. All I can tell you is that this has got to stop. Okay, Not, uh, without we... even going into anything. And sometimes some of them are in tears and, and we're talking because you got to realize in baseball, I mean, sure, I had a lot of white friends here and, and there and still do. But our common cause was to win, period. didn't matter what color you were, black, green, orange, or whatever. 
All we cared about, whether or not you could hit that ball, whether or not you could get somebody out. That's what it's all about, the team effort. No individual can do it by, by itself. But, again, I applaud, like the Cubs, for saying, hey, what can we do? Hey, I admit of hiring more people like this or, 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 or like that. And it's not a bad thing only because they feel comfortable around those uh, their own peers or the people that they've gone to school with. But in the same instance, I mean, there's some other smart people, you know, that, that, are, uh, uh, that are out there. I mean, you used to look at it, I mean, when, when one of the state's jobs in coming out of uh, Major League Baseball, and particularly for black players, were like the, the hitting coach, okay? No, you don't have to be black to teach hitting or whatever, but that was kind of a mainstay. Had a lot of them. Now, uh, I beg to see uh, how many you would even have in the, in the game there uh, actually today. So, sorry, you, uh, it, go ahead. We're up. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're up against the clock. Uh, just, just give us one more sentence or so, and uh, Zach and I certainly appreciate your time today. Oh, sure. Well, I, I just wanted to hear. Uh, what both you guys thought about what I had said earlier about having a deal or uh, going through that and making it a little bit easier. I mean, what's your thoughts on, on that? Bruce, you are real familiar with it because you have gone through it. Obviously a thing that would never happen, but what would be your feelings on that? My feelings are they'll, they'll settle at 64 games and we'll have uh, baseball, uh, beginning on July the 19th uh, or 20th, and we'll play 64 games, and that'll be it. Uh, it's all about money. When they Sarge, thanks again, yeah. but when they, say, when they say it's not about the money, it's always about the money, but we know that the health issue is a real one. Zach and I really appreciate your time today, Sarge. We could have done an hour with you, and we'll do it again sometime soon. Thanks for joining us in Inside the Clubhouse. Have a great day. Safe and happy Father's Day to you as well tomorrow. Both of you guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. That's uh, Gary Sarge Matthews. And again, Zach, uh, we could have gone extra time, but we, then we would lose all of our advertisers, wouldn't we? <laughs> Listen, there's a lot to, to react to from what we just heard, both from uh, the perspective that only Sarge can bring in terms of off the field uh, when it comes to Major League Baseball, and then there's the stuff on the field. We'll discuss both next. Bruce Levine is here. I'm Zach Saban. This is Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. Along with Zach Saban, Bruce Levine, this is Inside the Clubhouse. In our next hour, you'll hear from Theo Epstein, Kenny Williams. You'll also hear from Sammy Sosa. We will talk to White Sox broadcaster Jason Benetti. And we will take your phone calls at 312-644-6767. That is also our text line. So inside the clubhouse, continuing on, this is 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.